All right. Can everybody still hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, hold on one second here, Jeff. All right. Okay, sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulties, but we're good now. All right, everybody, welcome to, uh, what is today, the 7th? Tomorrow is Election Day. If you haven't voted early, I did. I know a lot of you have. Vote, vote. Get out tomorrow then because I think the early voting in most states is closed. Now you actually have to go tomorrow. But vote. Get out there and vote. It's your right, and it's also your, your gift, basically. Well, today we are very fortunate to have from the lovely state of California, Marietta office, I believe, Mr. Jeff Rose. Jeff, you have to hit star six on your phone so you unmute yourself because I muted everybody. Star six, please. Great. Well, thank you for having me on here, Rick. I appreciate it. And uh, this is my first podcast ever. So thank you Ah, for the opportunity. Yeah, I get to come out of my comfort zone on that. That's good. That's good. That's a good place to be. Life begins outside your comfort zone. So, well, tell them, like, you know, what office you're in, how long you've been. Just tell them a little background about yourself, please, Jeff. Oh, absolutely. Um, I belong to the Marietta office, and um, it's um, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Properties. And um, I've been there now for almost three years. Um, Prior to that, I was working for my grandfather's company, and um, I was pretty much the only agent, uh, along with my stepdad, um, working um, for that company. It was a very small company, obviously, and um, um, I really didn't have a lot of opportunity for growth there. I mean, um, right. it was it was interesting because I was kind of, on an island in a sense when it came to um, technology and and just um, training and and all the different aspects of real estate that we know were so important. And, um, but actually where I'm at now even more that um, Mm -hmm. with an office that has so much um, support and uh, coaching, we have a great broker there, but, Going way back, if you want to know how I started, my stepdad and I got started in the business back in 99, and it was interesting Ah. because um, we started selling HUD homes. If you remember, HUD homes were a big deal back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Yep. I do remember that. Yeah. And so... That was pretty much all I did. I worked in a little town and uh, called Yucca Valley. It's outside of Palm Springs. And, you know, the average price was probably 75000 or something. And uh, HUD mm-hmm. paid 5% back then. And yep. um, with the help of my stepdad as my mentor, he was very good at thinking outside the box. And so... Um, he came up with this idea that we would put signs out on the exits of the freeway. And so with his mentoring and his great ideas, we would have like 50 calls coming in over a weekend. We made these funny little signs that said uh, bank repo or repo, free pre-qual, 
uh, low down payment, um, all that stuff. They're just the little white mm-hmm. signs. I think they called them guerrilla advertisement or something, but people kind of laughed at them. But the interesting thing was I was writing offers on the hood of the car with my stepdad mm-hmm. on the phone. He lived uh, down in the San Diego area at the time. And so I was uh, just kind of taking massive action, even though mm-hmm. I didn't really know what I was doing, but uh, mm-hmm. I sold 28 homes that first year. Nice. And That's so great. Yeah. That was, and I attribute that to, I was, a, I tried to be a good student, obviously, but with a mentor or a coach, um, yeah, that makes all the difference, doesn't it, Rick? Don't you think? Well, it, it does, and, it, and I'm, I've got a bunch of thoughts from what you just said there, Jeff. It, it definitely makes it uh, work faster. Also, you know, there are companies out there that do 100% and so forth, but 100% is zero is zero. You know, you're going to yep. maximize this business by having a brand, having tools, having all the things you just mentioned. And <clears throat> I remember I used to say, because um, my, my assistant used to give me crap all the time because I had more signs stolen than anybody on the planet, but I had those corrugated plastic with a with a stand. So you know, I would put them at street corners because the zoning yeah. ordinances in my town weren't as uh, strict as like around here. And I'd have signs stolen. I'd have the state take them when they were cutting the lawn. And, and, yeah. and my thought was, if it if it lasts a week there, it's paid for itself. I put another one up, right? So I was constantly yeah. putting signs and up that's everywhere what we because did too, if it. We yeah. looked at it like yeah. if it lasts over the weekend, even we were getting calls, yeah. and um, a lot of that also was helping the clients to do credit repair. Like we would, yeah. you know, loans were a little easier, but still, we had to kind of help them and um, uh, get you know the credit score improved or just try to give yeah. them some guidance because. They might sure. have been in a situation where they'd buy a home if they could, but they couldn't get a loan. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, the only time it wasn't good, um, Jeff, was on the morning after Halloween because I would have my sign stolen by kids and put all over it. People would call me, my house is not for sale. I'm like, okay, I'll be, uh, you know, we'll, send somebody, we'll send somebody right out. <laughs> oh, well, what a, great, what a great prank for a kid to do probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was oh, funny. My it word. was funny, but uh, but they would um, they would always move my signs around on on Halloween, and I knew that uh, <laughs> we were just prepared for it the next day. <laughs> but wow. yeah, so Jeff, well. isn't it, isn't it, isn't it amazing? I, and I tell people today, the agent who's got in the business in the last even four or five years is really spoiled be, be, be compared to the agent that's been even longer. Because like you just said, HUD homes. You know, I mean, th- yeah. that took a little bit more work than today. Then we went through, you know, the crash of the 2000s. So, I mean, it, it, there's been some interesting times. And even with the slight market adjustment, it's still cranking along pretty good. Average sell prices are great. Interest rates still aren't that bad, even though some people think they're terrible. You can buy it down. So it's still a pretty awesome market, Jeff, compared to, like, in the past, eh? I agree. I agree. And we really – we really had to fight for every scrap and oh, morsel yeah. um, we could get. And um, like you said about the rates, um, people were getting 7 8% rates, and they were excited about it because you, you had yeah. to have a decent score, you know, to get that rate. And um, 
it, it was still workable. It was just fine. And so I know people freak out now, but like you said, if they've been around for a little while, they've, you know, they'll remember that it wasn't too long ago and the rates were that high. And then if you go back to our parents' time, for example, oh, they yeah. were having, yeah. you know, 18% was not uncommon back in the uh, yeah. 80s, I guess, early 80s, late 70s. Early 80s. Yeah, early 80s, it was 18%. And then the secondary market kicked into gear where it became more, um, and, and that's what lowered the rates and because of the volume. And, you know, so there's a lot of things that's happened to, uh, you know, just like anything else, um, real estate has evolved into, I mean, when I saw, you know, as a person that's been in the business for 38 years, when I saw the 2.9s, and I was like, you have to be kidding me. Right, that's right. the most ridiculous. So I remember the first time I got below a 10% rate, it was like 9.75, one-year adjustable. I was like, Yahoo! Right? Yeah. Now, yes. right, if, you, um, if you're in the sevens, you're like, oh, my God, that's terrible. It's really not that bad. I think people got kind of spoiled. They got used to those yes. super low rates. And, you know, young people that did not recall how they used to be. Um, but, you know, the lenders... I, all, I think that looking back at it, don't you think that the lenders always try to find a way? Like there's usually yeah. – like now we have yeah. buy-downs that are becoming more popular, um, adjustable rate mortgages. So it's kind of like if the lenders want to stay in business, they have to come out with creative new products, and it's just yeah. going to have to be a two-step process a lot of times. You get in right. the home, right. and then you work yeah. on – you know, you wait till the rate's – go down in time we know that they will and then you will refinance and um a lot of times that could be a very easy process because if you have an fha loan or a va loan they have more of a streamlined refinance process so i I think that people have to kind of look at it like okay well we're going to get in the home and and if we do an adjustable we're going to just have the plan of um and that's where the agent comes in right where you yeah. can yep. tell them this that okay guys uh you're going to want to watch the rates and we're going to ask your lender to notify you when the rate goes down right yeah you, right? you know and that's where the, that that's service. where the, yeah that's where the expertise and the knowledge and the experience comes in uh right now you know you, you know the uh, you know you need to be able to more than have a license and a pulse to do well. You have to have options, suggestions, you know, plans, yeah. things that you can help people with, and and obviously we have that. So that's great. That's a great point, Jeff. So in today's like okay, so that's how you started, and you had a really good first year, and that's awesome. Twenty eight, that's incredible. How do you like? How's your business? Uh, what has it evolved in? Like, how do you do it today? Tell us how you well well today it's today. interesting. Yes. And it's interesting because for many years, I was primarily a buyer's agent and, and, and that was okay. That was, that was, that was great. It's just that since I started with Berkshire almost three years ago, um, I've worked closely with Joe McGowan, our broker, and Mm -hmm. that I, I can't even state enough what a help and a blessing it is to have a broker that will not just help you to make a good living, a great living, but help you to make your business, to to create a business and have a plan 
a lot of many years, I didn't really have much of a plan except you collect all the golden eggs you can. But right. you don't take care of the goose. You're not like building your business. You're not like working on a brand. And with Berkshire, I noticed that uh, the brand is very well respected. Like I've, yeah. I've worked with other companies where when you told somebody who you're with, they're all like, uh, I've never heard of them. I never heard of uh, <laughs> uh, Arrow Real Estate or you never get that with Berkshire. And so never. Uh, yeah. I feel like we get a lot of coaching and support and um, that's been helpful in making a transition to a more of a listing agent. That's where I've been heading. And I couldn't do that without the help of Joe because um, he really is wonderful. You've got to have a good broker to guide you. So now I'm making a transition uh, to do more listings and that's what we've been uh, steadily improving on is to um, to uh, be more of a listing agent and to build a team of people around you. Right, and so, that's the key, right you here. Know, you I have, have, yeah, you got to have a team. You got to yeah. kind of get a, to where you have a team, and not only does that help your business grow, but it also gives you a better work-life balance. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, look, at I would never say don't work with buyers, but, I mean, um, working with listings allows you to work when you want to, right, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you have to be flexible, too. And then when you choose to work with a buyer, you can. My, when early on in the business, before the Internet, before lockboxes, before all of that, um, I remember, uh, you know, I would only work with the buyers of the people that once I sold their house that they needed to buy. That was my thing. Yeah. I took listings. And so every time I took 10 listings, I had five buyers because about half the people, once they sold, were going to buy from me. Some upsizing, mm-hmm. downsizing, side-sizing, you know, supersizing, whatever they wanted to do, I would take them out and show them. And then I would always have to have a couple bonus ones a year because before the Internet, I mean, people used to, I mean, the way to find a house back then was drive around and find signs, right? Yeah. And uh, for yeah. those who had the most signs, that's where I came up with my signs. People used to get mad at me all the time. You know, I put signs at the corners, and, you know, I would get a call from I love the traffic it. I person. Love it. That, you know, hey, you can't put that sign there because I'm people sure. can't see around that stop sign. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> right, right. But um, you saw the value of that um, early oh, yeah. on and how um, how that can help. And you, you do have to kind of – you have to really um, kind of try to think outside the box and, um, you know, try some new things. And the other thing that – I thought was kind of interesting too, is that um, you can't be afraid of change, right? Right, right. Big point. Um, We've seen so many changes that I'm kind of a creature of habit, but I've really realized that over the last 20 years, 20 something years, change in real estate, they just go hand in hand and, and you just have to uh, be flexible and go, and go with it and um, don't, not get stuck in a rut of something you were used to doing for so long. And um, uh, I, and I think right now in this market too, I'm kind of going back with the help of, of Joe, our broker, I'm kind of going back to old school, you know, the basics more mm-hmm. and calling on 
calling on past clients and really staying in touch with my my client uh, client base because as I look over the last couple decades and and where the sales are coming from, most of them are coming from past clients and referrals. So it's really right. boiling down to the relationships that we have with our clients, longstanding um, quality relationships, and um, you can't you can't just blast out internet stuff or do the postcards without having genuine, real conversations with your clients, right? Right. Agreed. That's it. You know, such, such good points there. Number one is, you know, con- you know, the, what, how's the saying go? The only constant is change, especially in real yep. estate. You know, it's kind of like you don't wear the same clothes every day. I hope you don't. You got to change. You got to change every day. So you got to change a little bit as well. And, you know, I think that's such a great point. And then you're right. Building relationships, like knowing what to say, how to say it, being authentic, you know, and helping people. And that, that's how you get this tremendous repeat and referral business. You know, you have to under-promise and over-deliver in today's market, right? Yes, you do. And I think you have to really be, um, be there for your clients. I think you have to kind of be the voice of reason for them. There. Right. The media, and, and that's the other part. Going back to the of this, like, like Berkshire, for example, um, it's very good to have the weekly office meetings where you get statistics, the, you know, you get the numbers on what's happening, and you see that you can't just uh, – it helps you keep your head, head right because it's very easy to get sidetracked and to – uh, buy into some of the media frenzy that's always bombarding us. And I've told Joe before that, you know, it's so nice to and refreshing to have that office meeting. And not that I make every office meeting. There's times where I have an appointment and I just, I can't make it. But it's very encouraging because this game is just as much mental as it is anything else, right? It's psychological in a lot of ways. Right. Absolutely. It is psychological. And you have to, and being a part of an office that gives you the support. And you hit on something interesting too, Rick, is that you mentioned 100% of nothing is nothing. And there's plenty of offices out there that offer a deal where you pay almost nothing. But, you know, you get what you pay for too. You won't get the support. You won't get the help. And you can make a lot more money with an office that offers you um, the advertising, the support, the coaching. Everything I've seen about Berkshire has been top-notch, and it's, it's been very positive. So, you know, I've had it the other way. I've been, I've been in a place where you got 100%, but, man, if you needed help, you were calling the car, car legal, you know, the hotline. Uh, you were trying to figure it out yourself all the time, and um, that's not that's not where you want to be. So, um, I think that being part of a of an office like that and having the coaching, you're a coach yourself, right? You have a lot of people that you coach, I believe. I do, I do. I have about I, I figured it out yesterday. We have 121 available spots, of which I have 109 filled right now. 
And I think I'm going to fill one of those spots too. When we're done, I think that I've been wanting to do that, but I'd like to get on board with that because um, jump right in, my know, man. Good, because we're always like we're always a student in this business. You know, I feel like with everything changing, um, we can't underestimate the the power of the coaching and you know all of the the benefits we get. But yeah, I think that's fantastic. What what you're doing to to help and especially for not just new agents but even if we've been in the business a while it's easy to get complacent right and get stuck in very in a rut it's very easy to get complacent you're absolutely 100 correct very easy to get complacent and you need to um you know you just need to um like, like you know one of the things about coaching is accountability you know, you have yeah. to be accountable. You've got to state what you're going to do. And the way we work as humans is when you state to another human being what you're going to do, and then you, you know, and then you actually follow it up with it in writing, woo, the chances of you doing it go through the roof compared to not, right? That's, ex- that's exactly right. And when you, when you have that coaching, you're accountable. And, um, and it kind of makes you think about your, your goals, your plan, and, um, you know, me making a transition to more of a of a list a listing agent and like you mentioned before you can handle a lot more listings than you can buyers typically right right you, you can handle with a buyers, lot more listings, you might have yeah. yeah you might have a dozen buyers and and you'll be inundated and just running the wheels off your car and uh, you'll be running ragged and um, but you could easily manage 20 listings, for example, or more, and and still keep your sanity and have a little bit of a balance, even. Right, you can definitely do that. And then when you then when you sell the properties, and then you have a buyer because half your sellers will be buyers. Okay, it's just it's it's really you you know what what you just went through there. It's really tough for me. I don't know why to get agents to see that, but when they do, they always end up being the rock stars. I was telling. You know, like tomorrow, I'm doing success series all week. It's available uh, live for CE credit in, in Nevada, which is great. Nevada mm-hmm. lets me do that. And it's also, you can get on Google Hangouts. And I have a young gentleman, I say, uh, I was going to say get young kid because he's like 35 or 6. And, you know, Andrew Kozlowski, you know, he, he, he had like 21 closings his first year, 44 last year. And this year he'll close 70-something his third year in real estate. And he does have you know, a small team of a part-time assistant and another agent by now, but still that's incredible by yeah. just doing the business part of this business, which most people won't do, unfortunately. Yes. And I, I think that, um, yeah, you, you, that's, that's extremely important. And one of the things that Joe's helped me with too, was that um, I've have uh, a couple agents that I can partner with on some of our VA stuff, for example, um, I have um, a gal that makes flyers. We have a transaction coordinator. You know, gone are the days where we did, where we used, you know, used to do our own transaction coordinating. And, and I think that as a new agent, you, you want to have a, a transaction coordinator. You don't want to have to be doing all of that, right? Right. Exactly right. You don't want to be doing it because you just, you know, people go, well, I can't afford one. Well, you know, when you're prospecting, talking to people, doing your lead follow-up, when you're on an appointment, when you're negotiating a contract, you know, those are things that you're making high-dollar-hour, uh, you know, activities. When you're 
filling in a listing when you're you're making twenty dollars an hour. Okay, so you know if you pay somebody to do that, so you can make hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars per hour most of your day, you're definitely going to make more money. Okay, so that's the key. Yes, yes, that's that's exact. That's exactly right. But it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it at first, maybe as a as a new it agent. Is. But I think that if they can, you know, get to a point where they are well and it goes back to modeling too you probably would right. want to have some type of an agent in your office or uh, uh you know this is where your your coach comes in but you you want to try to to do the things that that have been working for somebody right and you know right um modeling after someone who's a a top producer or um a team and this is the coaching and you know i just think that that's invaluable to have to have those um tools available to you and I so agree. yeah i think that's, right, so, that's good because it's tough to be a new agent right now being a new agent would be it's a pretty tough place to be right it is it is when you don't have a repeat and referral business it's tough to break in especially where you are uh, in california where it's so competitive uh, but mm-hmm. you know if you can my theory is if you can make if you can do the things that we're talking about and make it 12 to 18 months, it slowly gets better every day after that. And some, yes. people, some people even before. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think we've pretty much, we've been very fortunate to be busy pretty much the whole, the whole time. I mean, there was a time, though, in 2008, I want to say 2009, where it did, it did really get slow. It was, it was very uncomfortable. It was a scary time. And, um, uh, but we, we we pushed through it and, um, then we started doing short sales. So there's the change thing again, right? You start doing short sales and bank, uh, bank repos. And, um, you know, we have to always be, um, I guess, embracing the, you know, the things we have to do to, to make it with the changes that happen. And, um, you know, you remember the short sales and the repos, right? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you got to become a short sale expert when that happens, right? Which really should have been called long sales because they took so long. But yeah, they were called short sales. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about, and um, I think, um, yeah, for the the new agents, it's really critical. I think that they have a solid a solid plan. And when I think back about the my past clients over the years, it, it's really been about the relationships that keep clients working with you, wanting to work with you after 20 years, you know, for mm-hmm. a long period of time, you, you have to really provide more than they're going to get um, from any other agent. I feel like you've got to really set the bar high there that you're going to do so much. You're going to, like you mentioned, you're going to under promise and over deliver. And so, um, I think that it really goes back to the relationships. You can't be afraid to pick up the phone and call your past clients or else yes, agreed. you will be looking through the MLS someday and you're going to see a listing, a house that you sold somebody and they listed it with someone else because you didn't stay in touch with them. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, my you man. Know? Okay, well, we're right at time here. Jeff, I just want okay. to say thank you very much for taking your time out today. Really appreciate it. 
okay? For everybody well, else. Well, thank you, Rick. Up and, I, yeah, my put. Great. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you're able to do it today. This is great. And, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on here, and um, I look forward to uh, signing up for some of your uh, coaching myself, and um, we have cool. to always uh, be sharpening the sword, right? Absolutely, and all you have to do is, and anybody else on this call, because I have spots available in my groups of four, or individual, like that's where you'd go, Jeff, in individual, um, all you have to do is email my assistant, Lisa P, L-I-S-A-P, at B-H-H-S-N-V, like Nevada, dot com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, everybody else. We'll pick this up in one week. Have a great day, Jeff. Thank you for taking your time. I appreciate it. You too. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye.